Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yesterday on the first segment of this radio program, we were talking about the statement put out by a GOP senator, Iowa GOP Senator Rick Bertrand, which he called for the Republican leader in the Iowa Senate to step down. His name is Bill Dix. That is in the aftermath of the $2.2 million award to former Iowa GOP staffer Kirsten Anderson over sexual harassment. But there was a line that I focused on in the Rick Bertrand statement that talked about Uh, Bertrand says that Senator Dix has a pattern of retaliation. And to me as a former legislator, that means more than just talking about Kirsten Anderson. That would mean that Senator Bertrand feels retaliated against himself. Well, it turns out, uh, I had a great listener immediately email me a link to a blog post by the outstanding progressive blogger, Linda, uh, Laura, Laura Bellin at uh, Bleeding Heartland. Uh, where she picked up on this back in May, and the political media didn't pick up on her article at the time. Now it's become really, really, really significant in light of the last day's events. And so on the WHO Newsmaker line, it is Laura Bellin from Bleeding Heartland. Good morning, Laura. How are you? I'm fine. Good morning. Thanks very much for having me on, Jeff. Well, this is good writing, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't pick up more on the significance of what you wrote about uh, back in May, but... Basically, you were pointing out it was pretty significant at the time that Senator Bertrand had a committee chairmanship stripped from him. So give me the general gist of your blog post. What happened to Senator Bertrand? Well, first of all, I would encourage you not to beat yourself up for not picking up on it in May because Senator Majority Leader Dix clearly tried to bury this news that happened quietly on the afternoon of May 24th, which was the day that Governor Branstad resigned, and Governor Reynolds was sworn in. Ah, This is a classic political tactic to bury news on a day when something else is dominating uh, the entire political media. So, uh, But I uh, I appreciate all of my Republican readers, but especially my Republican tipsters. And someone mentioned to me that day, you know, I think that they changed something with the Senate committees. And when I started calling, and I looked on the website, I saw, indeed, two uh, Republicans uh, in the Senate had lost their committee chairmanships that day, and one of them was Rick Bertrand. He had been uh, the chair of the Appropriations Subcommittee that deals with transportation issues, and now he's not on any Appropriations Subcommittee at all. So the Republican leader of the Senate is the one who does the committee chairmanship assignments for the legislators. So if he strips you of a committee chairmanship, you have displeased him. And so what do you think, Laura? What do you think uh, you speculated in your blog post what you thought might be going on here? Yes, and I should be clear that I don't know the full backstory of what happened. Right. Rick Bertrand and Bill Dix worked very closely together. In fact, when Bill Dix was elected minority leader shortly after the November 2012 election. Uh, Senator Bertrand was elected minority whip, which at the time was the number two position in the caucus. And so they clearly have worked closely together in the past. But 
for whatever reason, Senator Bertrand was not part of the leadership team this year when Republicans were finally in the majority of the Iowa Senate. So it could be that there's some backstory that's been brewing for some time that I wasn't aware of. But what I speculated in May was that Senator Bertrand had just missed too much work during this legislative session. I started looking through the Senate journals, which are very helpful. They tell you who was there for every roll call vote and who was there for every committee meeting. And Senator Bertrand missed floor votes on a dozen different days and missed committee meetings on more days than that, including a couple meetings of the appropriations subcommittee he's supposed to be chairing. Mm. So to me, it looked like he was uh, being brought down a peg for not showing up for work. Now, there could be other explanations. Um, During the debate over the 20-week abortion ban bill, Senator Bertrand gave a really remarkable speech on the floor calling out the leadership for not allowing uh, his amendment, which would have been basically like a life at conception, personhood type of amendment. Yeah, and I'm, I took that audio off your blog, Laura, and the next segment I'm going to play it for folks. So I appreciate you finding that again, because that is remarkable. This audio is remarkable. It, it we'll is, be playing it is that. really incredible. But on the other hand, you know, the person who, um, one of the people who got a committee chairmanship in this shakeup that happened in May was Senator Jake Chapman, and he had tried in March to suspend the rules to force a vote on personhood language. And yeah. That is very much, well, you would know better than I would, having served in the Senate. That's just not really done in right. the Iowa Senate. No. So, And yet he is rewarded with a committee chairmanship at the end of the session. So <laughs> I'm not sure that this whole debate over the abortion bill and the personhood was, was more important. It could be a part of the story. It is. I just can't think of a time when I've ever heard an Iowa lawmaker criticize leaders of his own party the way Senator Bertrand did during that speech. And the the other issue that I keep mulling over in my mind, Laura, of course, is that that, that Senator Bertrand did challenge Congressman Steve King in a primary. But what holds me back from thinking that there was punishment for that is because Senator Bertrand had some rather very prominent Republican backers in that effort. And you have to kind of walk a fine line not to irritate those people uh, by penalizing Senator Bertrand if he had some pretty prominent Republican backers in challenging Congressman King. Well, that's true, although the, within the Iowa Senate, as far as I recall, everyone in the Republican caucus, endure, most of them who endorsed it all, supported Steve King, except for Senator David Johnson, who mm-hmm. then turned around and left the Republican Party immediately after that primary. So I don't know that there were many people within the Iowa Senate who were supportive of his of his congressional bid. I mean, something seems to have happened over a period of time. As I said, Senator Bertrand was the minority whip for the 2012 uh, or the 2013 session. Then in 2014, he dropped down to assistant minority leader. And I remember some reporter asked about it at the time, and he said, oh, I'm just focusing on my reelection campaign. And he was still an assistant minority leader Uh, in the years following that. But then this year, suddenly when the Republicans are in the majority, he's not on the leadership team at all. Mm. So it could be, it's possible that it could be related to uh, some bad blood over his congressional bid last year. I'm not sure about that. You know, nobody, the the Senate communications staff, 
they don't tend to respond to my inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> so, which and and which is not the case of all Republicans in the Iowa legislature. Some right. of them do, but the communication <laughs> staff happen not to. So. As I said, Laura is a progressive blogger, and sometimes the Republicans are like, "I don't, I don't," and she's a dogged reporter. And sometimes we, they, I think, there's folks that don't want to deal with her. Is what she's graciously hinting at. You also said in the post you were wondering, and I'm wondering this too, uh, Laura, because uh, if you're going to make statements like this, uh, that that Senator Bertrand is considering not running uh, again, and maybe this is one final shot across the bow. There's been no uh, clear statement by him yet, though, if he's going to run for re-election to the Iowa Senate, correct? Correct. And he has said repeatedly, in fact, he said to the Des Moines Register reporter, William Petrosky, that he still doesn't know whether he's running for re-election. And I should say, he, uh, Senator Bertrand told the Des Moines Register that his statement this week had nothing to do with losing his committee chairmanship. So mm-hmm. that's, that, you know, that's the public story. I mean, I find it hard to believe that it's not somehow connected to all of this. But, I mean, I will say, it to me, it, it's obvious that there was a lack of professionalism yeah. on the Senate GOP staff. I mean, I heard your commentary a couple of days ago, and I agree. I mean, this would not fly in any business. Right. And you hear Republican politicians often talk about running the government like a business, but... Mm-hmm. This is just outrageous, and I have to wonder if one of the factors was that they're, they were rolling the dice with other people's money, and taxpayers are now on the hook for this $2.2 million settlement, because I'm not an expert in employment law, but I've talked to some people who are, and several people are surprised that this case wasn't settled a long time ago. I mean, they, they, there was a lot of documented unacceptable workplace behavior, and it's just amazing to me that the state fought this as hard as they did. And I have to wonder if if the Republican Party or the Senate Republican Caucus were on the hook for the money that maybe um, some maybe action would have been taken sooner. Well, and you make a good point, and this is where something that you and I agree with. I, I talked about that the, the, the legislature has been slow to professionalize, and you're right. I was following the media reports, Laura, and, and once you had other staffers come to the stand and, and cooperate and say, yeah, there was some really locker room stuff going on here, that was, to me, it, that automatically indicated a huge problem. And then, and one of them, Tom Ashworth, said that neither his boss on this Republican staff nor any of the Senate leaders have asked him a single question about what he's heard in the office. Yeah. So, I mean, that that, that speaks to the point you made a couple days ago about yeah. how when you go through this training and it's just drilled into your head that there has to be follow-up. If somebody complains to you that there's been workplace harassment, there just has to be follow-up, and That's there clearly wasn't any follow-up, and it may be... You know, they just didn't want to know what was going on. Uh, Laura, that's uh, that's my point. I, I totally and absolutely, utterly agree with you. That's Laura Bellin. Her blog is called Bleeding Heartland. It is outstanding. And yes, to my conservative listeners, it's progressive. But she is a dogged reporter, a great writer. And I appreciate you, Laura. Thanks t- for taking the time today. Thank you, Jeff. Coming up next, I will play that tear-filled rant that Senator Bertrand had on the floor of the Iowa Senate against the leadership during the abortion debate in the last session. Laura linked to it in her blog post. You'll hear some of it next. It is amazing stuff. Jeff Angelo on the radio, News Radio 1040 WHO. So a first segment, Laura Bellin joined me. And we talked about her blog post about the committee uh, chairmanship being stripped from Senator Bertrand as we talk about retaliation and what he referred to in his statement. The other thing that she linked to in that blog post uh, is, is, as she said, fairly unprecedented. 
uh, for a Republican member or a Democratic member to get up on the floor and just rip into the leadership uh, of their party, which is what he was doing. So to set the scene for you, the, U- the Iowa Senate is debating the bill that will ban abortion at 20 weeks. Senator Bertrand is pro-life, and he wants more than that. So he brings an amendment that goes further than 20 weeks. Senator Mark Chelgren asks the chair, the person that's presiding over the debate, to rule on the germaneness of the amendment. Now, here's what that is. When you bring an amendment in the Iowa Senate, it must be, rel- it must be relevant to what the bill is trying to do. It cannot expand the scope of the bill. So Senator Chelgren says, I'd like a ruling from the chair on whether or not Senator Bertrand's life amendment is germane. The chair rules it's not germane. Therefore, the amendment's out of order and there will be no debate and there will be no vote. And Senator Bertrand is furious and he is in tears and he is unhappy with what the trifecta, the Republican trifecta of the House, the Senate and the governor's office is doing on life this year. And he takes it out on the leadership and his colleague, and here is part of that rant on the Iowa Senate floor. 20 weeks, all we can get. All we can get is 20 weeks. That's all the House will do. We send over 20 weeks, because that's what the House is tolerable. That's what they can tolerate to get through their caucus. So we send it over. What's the first thing the House do like they've been doing all year? They amend it. They put their stuff on it, because their ideas are better than ours. Better than ours. So they send it back. We can't touch it. We can't touch it because I don't know where it came along, but, but the House put their stuff on it. We can't touch it because we can't send it back. So if we send it back, House is going to kill it. I doubt it. Just like we didn't kill it. So 20 weeks, they send it back. So what do we do? We try to file an amendment because discussion gets shut down and this is what we're going to do and this is going to be our life bill. So what do we do? What do we do? We don't come over and talk to the guy that files the amendment. We don't talk. What do we do? Let, who can we get to go down and germane it? Let's get Senator Shelgren down there. Well, hey, guess what, buddy? You did it. You shut her down. You got used again. But no, no, no. In this chamber, we're going to go to the mat for collective bargaining. We're going to go to the mat for work comp. We're going to go to the mat. We're just going to go to the mat. When it comes to life, we're not going to go to the mat because this is all we can get. Are you kidding me? You know, when I came seven years ago, I said to myself, I could care less about my voting record. And I guess I've proven that because I made just as many Republicans and Democrats mad at home. But what I wanted was results. And when we finally get a trifecta, we finally get control. This is a Chet Culver moment is what this is, what he goes against. I'm looking, I, we finally get an opportunity, and what do we do? This is it. And we're all going to praise ourselves, and we took some people off the, and that's fine. Senator Rick Bertrand, that is him ranting Uh, against his colleagues and the leadership for saying this is all we can do and saying repeatedly, if not now, when, furious over the fact that the given that the House, 
was in Republican hands. The Senate was in Republican hands. You had the governor's mansion in Republican hands that they could not go any further uh, on the pro-life issue. And he is in tears and he is furious and he's mocking one of his colleagues for for asking for a ruling of germaneness on the bill. That's a big deal. And that is uh, the, the, the video that Laura Bellin linked to in her blog post. It is uh, the uh, Iowa legislature streams its audio and video of its sessions online. And that has turned out to be very, very significant. One of those things, as Laura pointed out, uh, one of those things that got lost in some other big events that were going on at the time. Uh, but this has now become uh, very, very significant in why a sitting member of the Iowa GOP caucus in the Senate would call for the leadership to step down, not to underplay the sexual harassment controversy. You and I have talked about that very frankly, but there are bigger, bigger issues going on as well. My name is Jeff Angelo. News Radio 1040 is WHO. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 